Hey, do you have kids? I have two kids. And you know what they love to talk about? (laughs) They love to talk about farts. Yep. I think probably the word fart is said in our house an average of 20 times a day. And it was even worse when they were younger because it was like every other word. Yep. Anyway, so if you have kids who like to talk about farts and you'd like to learn why we fart, then pay attention because that's today's podcast topic. Welcome to Autobiology Bits, the podcast where you can hear real-life biology stories from a quirky maven to help you become an expert on your own biology. If high school biology had been as interesting as this podcast, you might have become a doctor. Introducing Chief Autobiologist, JLF. Hi, this is Jennifer Littlefleck here, and I have two helpers today for today's podcast, Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Weston, and I'm 11 years old. Hi, I'm Daphne, and I'm 7 years old. Awesome, guys. Hey, I have a question for you. How many times a day do you think that people fart? Uh, Maybe 6, 10. Well, mostly Weston. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about 20? What do you think about that? That's more than I expected, but it's understandable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know why you fart? Why do you think you fart? Let me just, let me, first we'll start with Daphne. Daphne, why do you think people fart? Well, because I think gas goes into your body and, you know, it comes out. Um, I think people uh, fart because, like, maybe, like, air is trapped in some foods, and, like, when it gets, uh, like, filtered by, like, the body, it, like, some of the air squeezes out. Well, you guys are really good. You're both kind of right. There's two main reasons why we fart, Okay. The first reason, which I know you guys experience, is when you're starving and you eat super fast. Do you know what happens? You actually gulp air while you're, while you're eating. And yeah. And when it gets to your belly, it has to come out. And so that's one way. And another way is actually... <laughs> due to bacteria that are live inside your belly. Did you know that bacteria live inside your belly? No. I don't know what that is. Um, no, but I know what bacteria is. <laughs> so bacteria are little bugs, basically. Little, little cell bugs that live in your belly they live actually all over your skin but you can't see them because they're so so tiny but they like to eat your food in your belly as well and sometimes when they do that they make gas bubbles wait they eat my skin (laughs) (laughs) well there are some bugs on your skin that help to eat your dead skin. But right now we're talking about the ones that live inside your belly. And there's good 
belly bugs and there's bad belly bugs. What do you think the good belly bugs do, Weston? Um, well, like you said, they would, like, eat the food in your belly and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think those are the good ones. And, like, they would just, like, live in there and not do, like, that much. So Daphne said, if good belly bugs eat the food in your belly, too, where do they go to the bathroom? And that's a great question. They go to the bathroom in your belly. Ew! Yeah. Wait, I have a but so do the bad bacteria. Wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, if the good bacteria like eat food and then drop it in your stomach, um, do they have bacteria in their stomach? No, they don't. They're usually single-celled organisms, so they don't. They really just have cytoplasm, you know, in there. But yeah. When you're when the good bacteria uh, eats on the food that's in your belly, they produce gas like methane. Have you have you ever heard of methane? Uh, methane. Uh, I know it's like a gas. Wait, is it like is it like flammable? It is. Do you know what other animal? Do you know what other animal makes methane and a lot of methane? No. Cows. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have the good bacteria, which does lots of healthy things. It helps sometimes break down the food that your belly can't on its own, like all your digestive juices, you know, in your stomach and stuff that helps to break down the food. Sometimes they can't break it all the way down. So the good gut bacteria break it down for you. And sometimes that produces a little bit of gas. But then there's also the bad bugs. And they primarily like to eat food that you can't digest at all. And what happens a lot of times is it goes through a process called fermentation in your belly. Do you know what we use fermentation for? Have you ever heard of that term before? No. Daphne. Let me ask you a question. What does mommy like to make with stuff from her garden? Um, pickles. Right. I grow lots of cucumbers to make pickles. And you know how I make pickles from the cucumbers? How? Through fermentation. So what happens is bacteria eat all the sugars that are out that are in the mixture and the cucumbers and stuff that we make and and so it makes little gas bubbles and it preserves food just like in your belly that happens too but when bad bacteria does it it makes lots of gas and sometimes it's really what do you think What do you accuse Weston of doing all the time? Making farts that are... Stinky. Stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, you know lots of people who have stinky farts? Yes. Yes. Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) What about um, our cats, Olaf and Loki? Well... (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. And Olaf usually 
just farts on blankets. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's some foods that make your um, farts even stinkier, and those are like garlic and onions, some kind of mushrooms and herbs and spices, things like that. They can make your parts really stinky. But more than anything, there are foods that are completely resistant to digestion, which means your body can't break them down at all. And everybody's a little bit different how they respond to these types of foods. And when your body can't really break them down at all, they lead to another type of gas called hydrogen. You guys have heard of hydrogen? Yeah, it's one of the first gases like you learn about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And that kind of gas can cause like stomach cramps and bloating and pain and constipation. And so we, we there's a special name for these foods, which are high in the ability to produce this hydrogen. And we call them FODMAPs, which stands for, you can read this, Weston. FODMAPs stand for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. Good job. So these include things like dairy products, lots of anything that contains fructose, um, polyols are the things like the mushrooms that we were talking about. And oligosaccharides are things like legumes, like beans and lentils and broccoli. Daphne, what is your favorite fruit that you like to eat that you just told me about? Apples. Yep. Apples are one of those fruits, believe it or not, that are high in FODMAPs. So they actually lead to gas. And how often do you eat apples? Mm, like every day. Yeah. <laughs> I like apples so what? Yeah, I know. Do you think when when you're farting, you're farting apple gas? <laughs> I don't know. Weston, what are some other foods that are high in FODMAPs? Some other foods that are high in FODMAPs are other fruits like Apricots, blackberries, boysenberries, cherries, pears, and watermelon, and other fruits. Sweeteners like fructose, honey, mannitol, sorbitol, high fructose corn syrup, and some others. Dairy products like milk, ice cream, sour cream, cheeses, and some other dairy products, vegetables like asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, mushrooms, and peas, and other vegetables, legumes like bees, chickpeas, red kidney beans, baked beans, soybeans, and other beans, wheat like bread, breakfast cereals, tortillas, waffles, crackers, and other wheat products. Exactly. So if you are somebody who 
has a lot of farts in you all the time, it's probably best to try and cut down on some of those kinds of foods, huh? Yeah. So let's talk about some foods that are actually low in FODMAPs. What kind of things do you think are low in FODMAPs? Um, well, I mean, there were like no meats on like the high in FODMAPs list. So I would m maybe like some like meats and like maybe fish and stuff like that. Daphne, what do you think? Uh, eggs and right. nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, what else? What are some good things to drink? Water, coffee, tea. Good job. Anything with, without lactose, like hard cheeses, like hard Parmesan and things like that would be good. Uh, what are some fruits that are low in FODMAPs? Uh, bananas, blueberries, cantaloupes, grapefruit, grapes, lemon, limes. Oranges. Yeah. All right. So let's say that you try and change your diet, but you're still kind of farting a lot. And what's maybe one thing that you can do to take that away? You guys probably don't know about these things, but there is something called activated charcoal, which is really great for when you are not only having lots of gas, but maybe you ate something that was kind of mm, past its prime, not so great, you know? And it would just, that way, activated charcoal just totally coats your stomach and everything just comes right through. Nothing gets absorbed. So that's one way. And another way is something called probiotics, which increases the amount of good bacteria. So there's way more good bacteria than bad bacteria in your stomach. And they, that kind of wins. And then that way you can stop farting so much. All right. Okay. Do you guys have any other questions about farts? Uh, I do. What if you ate... Double uh, fruits at the same time that make you fart, and then well, uh, wait. Do you think you would have explosive farts? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I think maybe. I think maybe if you had if you ate stuff that causes a lot of gas, you could have explosive farts. Yep, Weston. Sometimes you would have like farts that would accidentally like make you go to the bathroom a little bit. Well, that usually happens when you need to go potty. It's all kind of like built up and ready to come out. So it's just your normal, just your normal gas, you know, because again, everybody passes a little bit of gas every day. Usually about 20 times a day, but you don't feel it. But if it happens to coincide with when it's time for you to go to the bathroom, that's probably what you're experiencing, right? Not you specifically, but in general for people. 
But most people don't even realize that they have gas because it comes out such little amounts like when you're doing things that you don't even realize it's happened. Okay. One at a time, please, Daphne. What if you have so, so little farts that you don't even fart? Like, nothing comes out, but still. Well, yeah, some people are extremely healthy and almost never experience big farts. So they would only experience the little, little ones that you can't even tell is happening. And that's because they eat foods that are really low in FODMAPs and they have lots and lots of really good bacteria in their belly. Oh, and look, I actually answered Weston's question too. Yeah, that was like, that was like kind of similar to my question. Like, like do some people have like almost none? Mm -hmm. But there are some things that people can have who um, make them have more gas than normal. Those are people where their bellies get upset really, really easily by just eating normal foods. And if they're a little bit sad or upset, it makes it even worse and they make extra amounts of gas. Um, would that be like maybe like a little bit like older people? Like like not like just like adults, like maybe like elderly people? Would that like be like people who would do that or is it just something to do with like overall healthiness like even if you're unhealthy but young now that has to do more with just overall healthiness you know so the unhealthy you you are typically the more bad bacteria you have in your belly and the more gas you have so that was a great question Weston. daphne well, some people just think the fattest people they see is like has the biggest farts, and the littlest pe people they see has a really tiny farts. Is that true? I don't think it matters how big your body is. It it has to. It matters more about what kind of bacteria you have in your gut. If you have the good kind or the bad kind. That was a good question, Daph. All right, Weston? Um, so I don't know if this is true, but like I've heard like girls uh, fart less than boys. Is that true? And if it is, uh, why is that? Another excellent question. That is actually not true. Girls fart just as much as boys do. Well, like if that's the case, like um, why do people like think they fart less? Because they are just not aware of it because it's in such small amounts that they don't even realize they're letting it go. But the thing is, is boys think it's funny. And girls, for the most part, not so much, right, Daph? Yeah. So they tend to not talk about it and not make a big deal about it. Where boys sometimes... Mm, should I say they brag a little bit about how stinky and big their farts are? Wesson, I'm sure you've heard of boys at school doing that, right? Um, well, like... Come on, when it happens at school, everybody laughs, right? Um, yes, everybody 
No. <laughs> what do you think, Daph? Definitely. <laughs> okay. Any other questions? Nope. No? All right. Well, thank you so much, Daphne and Weston, for participating in today's discussion. Hope you guys found this uh, interesting and you learned something today. Thank you so much if you're still with me after all that silliness. Oh, my goodness. But I did want to quickly run down uh, for you what we've learned today on this show in a little more um, concise manner, just to wrap it all up. So why do we fart, pass gas, uh, break wind, fluff, whatever you call it in your family? Well, there's two main reasons why. Uh, the first is swallowed air, and that's primarily nitrogen, and bacterial fermentation of undigested carbohydrates, which produces you know, hydrogen, CO2, methane. We know that there are a particular group of foods called FODMAPs that are responsible for a lot of the gas that is produced by that bacterial fermentation in your gut. And just as a reminder, FODMAP stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. And basically, they're just they're incompletely absorbed in the small intestine, and they pass into your colon totally unchanged. I mean, they're completely re resistant to digestion. So they are categorized as dietary fiber, which is good. We need dietary fiber. Absolutely. But what you need to do is pay attention to which foods your body isn't particularly fond of in terms of producing gas. And this sensitivity is very, very different from person to person. This is one of those things that makes us all different because the bacteria that it makes up our guts is completely different from person to person. No two people have the same gut makeup. Um, it may be similar if you're in a family, but for the most part, it's very unique to you. And you really do need to pay attention to that because, you know, the friendly bacteria tend to produce methane, whereas the bacteria that feed on FODMAPs produce the hydrogen. And that leads to the gas, bloating, stomach cramps, pain, constipation, all the stuff we want to avoid. So in the show notes, I am going to list the foods that are high in FODMAPs and foods that are low in FODMAPs. So, you know, basically just real quickly, your foods like apples, canned, anything that's canned food, fig pears, peaches, watermelon, sweeteners like fructose, high fructose corn syrups, your dairy products, uh, vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, garlic, things like, well, you know, this, beans, chickpeas, lentils, um, and then wheat. And things that are low in FODMAPs are going to be your meat, fish, and your eggs, all the fats and oils, herbs, spices, nuts, seeds. Um, and then there's, you know, lactose-free dairy products. And then you have your vegetables like carrots, celery, cucumbers, green beans, kale, olives, tomatoes, potatoes, things like that. All right, so keep in mind that this is not an exhaustive list. Um, really pay attention to what causes you to have gas and uh, keep track of it. And remember, things like gum chewing uh, cause you to swallow more air and can lead to issues as well. So, all right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great afternoon, evening, day. And don't forget, if you have a question for me, visit me at autobiology.net and drop me a question. Bye. Do you have an autobiology question for JLF? Ask it at autobiology.net. And keep listening to see if your question has been featured. 
Follow JLF on Twitter and Instagram at autobiology underscore JLF. And remember, anyone can be an autobiologist.